when you have that collaborative mindset, when you're on set and you know your craft, you know your videos and you're like, you know, let, let's try this. We got time, let's, let's throw in this weird line and see what happens. And then later on in editing, you can go through and be like, yeah, this joke works here or uh, it doesn't work there. And so you have these different videos that you test and you'll do A-B testing on like four or five videos and then eventually you get the right video. Welcome back to week two of season three of Video Production Daily. I'm thrilled to have you with us. JR is joining us again. Today we're talking about pre-production, continuing our theme of the week. And really, video production doesn't just exist so that we can have a great time and spend time on set and make new friends. We engage in this process so that we can have an impact on an audience. Sometimes it's so that we can entertain people. Other times it's so that we can have an impact on a business and help people move product. That is something that JR has become an expert in in his time at Chamber Media, and so I'm thrilled that we get to talk to him today about all of the planning that goes in before execution as they plan to make an impact on future customers of their clients. So JR, I would love to hear a little bit about your pre-production planning and how you at Chamber Media and you when you're writing and getting ready to execute, how is it that you plan to have this incredible impact on an audience? Our concepting meetings, when we try to come up with ideas of what we're actually going to film, are actually the most fun thing that we do at Chamber Media. I mean, it's fun to get on set and like bring that stuff to life. But when we're concepting, um, the the way that you're, the way that we do it, and the way that I think you're really supposed to do it, I, I can't imagine any other way, is uh, you always kind of have a yes attitude. You never shut down ideas. And you can't be afraid to put out a bad idea either. We'll sit there and we'll run through like 50 or 60 different types of ideas. And we'll just say bad ideas because it's like, guys, this is a bad idea. But what if we did mimes uh, in a pool of jello? And we, we laugh about it because we know it's a terrible idea. But sometimes a terrible idea sparks a good idea. Because we're trying to like make some obscure reference and then it makes another person think of an easier way to make that reference. So there'll be, mm, depending on how big the budget is, there will always be at least like three people in the meeting. If it's a really big production, you know, we'll get like five or six people in there uh, all concepting and just running through a bunch of ideas. And as we run through... Uh, all the ideas, like I said, it's super important that we have a, a yes kind of attitude. Like every idea is a great idea and we write it down anyways, regardless of whether or not we're going to use it. Um, and in that way, like it's almost more freeing uh, to just, you know, say kind of whatever it is you want to say, because it's a, it's a no judgment zone. Um, you know, we're only going to choose one idea and we're going to find the idea that has the best uh, sales method, uh, the strongest metaphor, or just the thing that's going to really stick in people's minds. You know, uh, we, we've done like, I think last year it was, we did over, in 2019, we did over 100 anchor videos. Uh, and this year we're, we're going to end up doing more. And the year before that, it was that. So we're we're into the hundreds now, uh, as far as our anchor videos go. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Luke? Jr. Jr. and I were figuring out this audio communication back and forth. So that's this is my interruption desk. Jr. I think that's awesome. You know, 
One of the things that I do with Masters of Engagement, which is kind of you know my side hustle when I'm not making videos, is I train a lot of people on the video production process. And we talk a lot about brainstorming and expansive brainstorming and reductive brainstorming, right? So like the reductive is, what is the execution? What are we going to do? And the expansive is this yes thinking that you're talking about, right? And just like getting all of the ideas down and really expanding it and making a bigger idea before you start executing. And I find that almost everybody out there jumps right to what can we execute and let's go do it and let's make the money and flip the client and get this thing done. Uh, I think it's really cool to hear about the emphasis that you guys put on that pre-production and growing the idea and finding more. And I just want to point out to the audience that this is a great example of that working. The, the media that Chamber Media is able to put together, it's always fantastic and the ideas are rock solid. And that is because they engage in that process of expansive brainstorming before they go and get reductive. So I love seeing the real world implication of that and just how impactful it is on these anchor videos. JR, it would be really interesting to take a deeper look at like what is an anchor video? Why are you guys setting out to create them? And what impact is it that they have on your client? Yeah, so an anchor video is a video kind of like an infomercial. Uh, infomercials, as we know, they're super long. Um, <laughs> think of Chuck Norris with his Total Gym. You know, it's a 30-minute uh, television show that's just commercials going on there. And uh, as it's going, uh, Chuck is giving all this information, and he's demonstrating the product. He's giving testimonials. Uh, he's working out, which is kind of the hook of the video. Um, and our so our anchor videos, they seek to do the same thing as an infomercial, which is inform and educate people. But we add an extra layer onto it where we hook your attention and we entertain you through the whole process. Uh, now, an anchor video will be as long as it needs to be. Typically, it's at least two minutes long. Sometimes we've gone as long as seven and a half minutes with our anchor videos. <clears throat> and uh, typically, the longer someone watches our videos, the more likely they are to convert, is what we found. So if we're able to get people watching uh, three minutes, four minutes of a video, chances are uh, they're going to end up buying the product. Um, also, chances are that they're going to share that video, they're going to comment on it, they're going to like. And we work ex specifically with social media. So things like Facebook and YouTube, when people like, comment, and engage on the videos, it just helps with the video getting out there and people uh, commenting on it and uh, just putting it out there. So the anchor video is... It, you know, it, it's it's our bread and butter. It's what we started out doing. Now we have uh, other video programs. Uh, we call it our MVP and starter packages where we create smaller videos uh, for our clients. So not everyone can afford the big 100K, 250K videos that we do. Uh, you know, so we came up with an idea like that we're going to make smaller videos uh, for smaller businesses so that they can learn how to scale their videos with their ad spend and everything like that and get uh, a higher ROI. And eventually, you know, we would love to have clients start out with our MVP packages and then go through the months of building. And then eventually, you know, after, you know, they convert and they get all the stuff and they know how it works, you know, they move on to an anchor program because we've helped to grow their business to that point that, yeah, they can spend $100,000 on an anchor video to help them scale even further into the future with that. 
Um, we had a lot of... Uh, oh, and the other thing with the anchor videos, too, is they're, they're, that layer I was talking about, that extra stickiness, that entertaining thing that gets stuck in people's head, uh, that's, that's what the brainstorming process... That's why we spend so much time on the brainstorming process. We think about that first three seconds that people are going to see and what's going to get them to stay so much. Uh, for example, right now, this is just an example of like the different ideas that we had for this one client, and we loved all of them. But eventually it comes down to the client and what they want to do, so we present to them the ideas that we think will stick in people's heads. Uh, I, I don't think I can say the client's name, but I'll say the concepts that we had for it. Uh, we had an opera concept that was, the company's name is very similar to the name Figaro. Uh, so we wanted to do the Barber of Seville and have someone sitting in the opera stands and be like, oh, some people come here for the drama, but uh, the drama I like is, and she has drama written into the product. So we have that metaphor. That one was like, my favorite. I was just thinking back to Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire when he's doing his Figaro line and just going through it. Uh, then we had another concept that was a WWE concept uh, of wrestlers just like flying around the ring, beating people up, you know, going back to that hardcore 90s and early 2000s wrestler moves, throwing the people's elbow, uh, all that stuff. And then the other one we had was a Dr. Frankenstein concept where, you know, he's doing the classic, it's alive kind of thing. Uh, uh, so, I mean, those were the concepts that we presented to client. And as you can see, they're all super colorful and they all have a very different type of messaging that goes with it. We know that we can write the sales message into any one of these. And when we film it, we make sure that we make it super fun and entertaining. Uh, and that's what you need to make sure you do if you do these anchor videos. You got to make sure that you have a really strong sales message inserted into the scene there. So the scene keeps people watching, but the sales message is put in there in a way that people feel like they're not being sold to. Like they, they don't even know that they're learning about this product that they got targeted for. And then as they watch it, you know, the, the, it clicks in their head like, oh, oh, that, that makes sense. I, I, I think I'll try this out. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get a subscription to blank or <laughs> I'll, I'll add this on my car or something like that. So that's, that's the purpose of the anchor videos is to sneakily educate people without them knowing. So it's fascinating to me, JR. One of the things that I've noticed is that Chamber Media is really focused on ROI. Like it's part of your brand, right? That one of the things you're trying to do is really help clients not just recoup their investment, but make back tenfold what it is that they put into these projects. And these are big projects. And I'm wondering, it, that is really different than a lot of production companies, which is cool, right? Because it really shows that you have empathy for your clients and why they're engaging in this. For them, it's not just a fun or arts and crafts. It's about growing their business. But I'm wondering, how does that change your pre-production process? I mean, obviously, you guys have the luxury of expanding these projects and thinking about a lot of ideas. But how does the fact that you're trying to sell things online change the way you structure a video or change the way that you think about a video as you're putting together your plan? Yeah, no, that, that's a good question. Uh, like I I think, I, like I said in last week's episode, um, you know, I had to learn how to write commercials because uh, it's a very uh, specific thing. You know, when you come up with these big ideas, you can't be really narrative based. And when I mean narrative based, it's, you know, it's not like you're writing a short film 
or something like that. Something that, you know, a lot of people think the film industry is all narrative stuff. No, you got to introduce the product right away and you got to always like be asking yourself the question, so what? Why does this matter? Why why should this person care about it? How does this add value to their life? Because social media is the most selfish space in the world. It's so selfish. When people are on there, they're on there purely to entertain themselves, which is not it's not wrong. That's not the wrong idea. You know, people go on Facebook to either catch up with family or entertain themselves, look at memes, uh, all that stuff. And when we interrupt them with a video, it's almost like an indignant, like, crap, another ad. And so we have to come at them with the idea, like, what is going to be a pleasant interruption to what they do? Because <laughs> no one likes to get targeted with ads over and over again. So... We come, uh, we come at them with the idea that uh, how can we make this fun for them to entertain or to break their uh, distraction. Uh, in one of the videos, that's a good example, uh, we have a client called Mr. Cool. We call it the Mr. Cool Garage video. I'm not sure what it's called on YouTube, uh, but uh, it was our best performing video. Uh, the, first, the first line of the video is, I have the coolest garage in the neighborhood. And in two minutes, I'm going to show you why. And then the very next line is me in the background with like a fistful of uh, mechanic rags. And I throw it at the camera and I yell, stop scrolling. And immediately, because that's right at the moment that someone is about to scroll. And it was serendipitous that it was like right there, like right before they really were about to scroll. And if you look at the comments in that ad, you see so many people just commenting about it. like, I was about to scroll away, I'm glad I didn't. Or, okay, I won't scroll. Uh, you know, just commenting about that specific moment there. So when we uh, go into pre-production for these anchor videos, we're really focusing on the return of the investment, uh, which is one way to measure it. There's actually a lot more metrics that go into making a successful video. One video could be really good for just brand awareness. And then the smaller videos that we make in attachment to that with our anchor program are great at converting the person. Because someone could just be made aware of a product, and then as they're made aware of the product, they see a retargeting ad that answers one of the questions or the pain points that they had, like, uh, what's the price, or shipping, or how big is it, or will it fit in this space, or is it for men and women, uh, something like that. And they'll get hit with one of those videos, and then all of a sudden, boom, that's the thing that gets them. That's what converts them. So when we go into pre-production, uh, we have the idea that is this a brand awareness video or is this a retargeting video? And either way, we're going to make both assets, but that's what we're thinking about in the process. We're not thinking about how well um, the video is going to tell a story or entertain even. We're really focusing on... Um, well, we focus on the entertain part, but then on the underside, we really come back into talking about uh, how the video is going to sell. I love the example of the hook you did on the Mr. Cool video. Like, it's an incredible hook, and then you've got this stop scrolling. Is that something that you go into the video set on, or like, do you guys continue to A-B test after you're launching the initial video and kind of think about how you arrange those segments. Like, is that something that you continue to develop or when you ship a video, is it out there 
and it's on social and it's it's finished. Now there's actually a lot of iterations of our anchor videos because well especially now Facebook is super sensitive with everything you put out there and they claim that like you know they don't have people working at Facebook because of COVID and you know they <laughs> um you know so they have a machine do it and the machine flags everything and it's just ah oh, it's stupid but really Facebook They've gotten super sensitive. So we have a lot of iterations. And that's actually one of my special secret powers at Chamber Media is that when I first started working for them, they, they really liked me because I would come up with brand new things on the spot while I was on set. You know, I would just riff some super crazy line as a joke. You know, we'll have a lot of like really heavy sales message. So it'd be like sales message, sales message, sales message. Here's a really funny joke. Sales message, sales message, sales message. And you know, we kind of hit it like that. So when we shoot our videos, there's actually a lot of lines that don't make it into the final thing. Um, one, because maybe, uh, Maybe it was too distracting or it slowed down the video. Um, another reason could be that it just took away from the sales message. Uh, but we do a lot of testing with our anchor videos. So we have, for example, let's let's see, what, what's a good one? Uh, like the Mr. Cool one that I just talked about. There, were, there was actually a lot of jokes that were written in there. Uh, but, well, there were some jokes written in there. A lot of jokes got added. Uh, later on. The stop scrolling thing, that was written in there. Uh, Travis Chambers came up with that idea and it worked great. <clears throat> if you go on later in the video, um, uh, the guy that we use, Penn Holderness, he, he's got some Hamilton rap video out right now that's doing great. Uh, so that guy, he was in our commercial with us. Uh, I was Sweaty Bob and I'm sitting in the background and he's going into this huge long monologue. And at this point in time, I've already kind of cemented my relationship with Chamber Media. I'm not working for him full-time yet. I was still just an actor at the time, but they knew that I could improvise and I would do these jokes. So if you go towards the end of the Chamber or Mr. Cool Garage video, uh, he starts listing a bunch of different things. And in his monologue, I interrupt him multiple times. Uh, the very first take that we did that, um, he had no idea that it was coming. He was just doing his lines and he, because he's so professional, you know, he tried to keep it together as long as possible. He used to be a news anchor, uh, at his town there. And so he would deliver these lines and he was doing great. And I would interrupt him. And every time I interrupted him, he stopped and he picked back up and he kind of like, he found the rhythm. And then eventually I got him and he broke and, uh, I think the line that broke him was apple sli uh, making apple slices, and that was when he broke down and he couldn't uh, continue on anymore. Now that video, so that take didn't make it. We actually had to repeat that four or five times because I threw it in there last minute, and it was so funny that it broke up the sales message and had these super funny one-liners that you just didn't expect that like no one else was doing at the time. So uh, Penn Holderness is delivering these lines and then they set up the camera shot again and they add another shot and I deliver each one of these one-liners one by one just kind of like staring at them. And we, we almost got the same magic as that very first take that we did. It's not as good is uh, when we first did it, but it's still pretty good. So it's things like that. When you have that collaborative mindset when you're on set 
and you know your craft, you know your videos, and you're like, you know, let, let's try this. We got time. Let's, let's throw in this weird line and see what happens. And then later on in editing, you can go through and be like, yeah, this joke works here, or uh, it doesn't work there. And so you have these different videos that you test, and you'll do A-B testing on like four or five videos, and then eventually you get the right video. Sorry, that was a super long explanation. <laughs> that is a perfect explanation. I love the fact that you guys have the bond as a team that you can really engage in the creative process. It just represents a ton of trust and it's very cool. As you can see, JR is the perfect person to dive deeper with on Video Production Daily. I love these insights about pre-production. We're gonna continue to mine his brain throughout season three. I wanna thank you for joining us today on Video Production Daily, and we'll see you again in the next one. Filmmakers and video creators, as you know, production budgets are wildly inconsistent. Sometimes they rise, sometimes they fall, but your ability to bring creativity to a project is always in demand. I wanna introduce you to the Masters of Engagement online course. Learn how to clarify creative ideas, engage audiences using conflict, dance, art, character development, relevancy, and unexpectedness in story. Every professional video creator should learn about audience psychology from mastersofengagement.com. I've included a discounted link in the show notes below, and I can't wait to see you in the online course.